Welcome to the podcast. My name is Miriam Perez, and I'm here with Carla Ramos. Hello. And welcome to our podcast. So this idea has come up over the past couple of months, um, and we want to talk about the environment and all types of issues regarding the environment. Um um, we want to talk about intersectionalities, what it feels like to be um, women in the, um, in the environmental activism world, um, what it's like to be grown up um, in the Latinx community, yeah. what it's like to grow up in Northern California. We just want to talk about it all. And, and what, like, our experience as a university students um, taking classes in um, environmental studies and climate change, climate justice. Um, so yeah, first I think we're gonna start off with just kind of um, introduce yeah introductions. So do you wanna go first or should I go first? Uh, yeah, I can go first. Um, so like Miriam said, my name is Carla. Originally from San Jose, we moved to Stockton when I was like about three years old, three four years old. Um, I'm a fourth-year environmental studies major with an emphasis in non-traditional interactions with the environment. Um, through my undergrad career, I focused a lot on doing hands-on research because that's what I like. I did some research with sea turtles in Costa Rica, which mm-hmm. was really dope. Um, I got to intern at an aquarium. That was awesome. Got to touch some sharks. And then in a couple of days, I'm actually going to go on a research cruise, yeah, which I'm really excited super about. super exciting. I'm, like, I'm really nervous, actually. Um... Because a lot of them aren't my major, mm-hmm. and I'm the only one that's ES, and everybody else yeah. is bio, and they do a bunch of lab stuff, but... That's something that's really interesting, too, because I remember when you were telling me about this, you said that you were really nervous about that, about, like, there being all bio majors, and you're an mm-hmm. ES major, but I think that's really cool, because they are, like you said, they're really focused on, like, the technicalities, and, like, the the like nitty-gritty bio stuff but you bring more of a a holistic approach to it like you have the bigger picture with environmental change and like how this can help our future Mm -hmm. so yeah I I think that's really cool a lot of the time I'm on the other side like the humanity side but I feel like I've touched a little bit into the sciences side but not this in depth so I think it would be really cool um to be on the really big stem side to see like how this data what this data is portraying and then be able to go back and go back to the side that I'm usually on and explain what this data actually means and how it's affecting people um like the science is really important but I feel like sometimes the science just doesn't motivate or um doesn't easily connect with people Mm -hmm. so I feel like if I could take what I'm doing and learn a bunch of things and transcend that into a language that's easy and impactful to people like yeah and it it connects more with the human experience Mm -hmm. as well that's really cool okay so who are you (laughs) so my name is Miriam like I said I'm a fourth year undergraduate student at UCSB Um, my majors are global studies and sociology and this this is my fourth year here at UCSB, and I'm barely touching the surface of what environmental studies is, but I've been taking classes um, that are about the climate um, since the summer, and um, I feel like the theme of my fourth year is environmental studies because I've taken I'm taking so many classes about it, and it's really grown on me. It's very interesting, and I wish I had discovered it earlier. 
um but yeah and what what i feel like it just ties beautifully into your other majors yes because there's so much about climate change that is social and um with like climate justice like it's all about social the social aspect of it as well so um it's been really interesting like learning the social aspect of environmental studies um i've never asked you this but i feel like i always have this question when we hang out and i just like we go on tangents and we don't <laughs> we get do go on tangents but what environmental things have you learned or like aspects or um because you went to thailand yes um and you traveled and you you went there and i feel like it was really impactful for you yeah. so what do you feel like from this theme that you're going with your fourth year really resonates or connects you back like you can think back and be like oh my gosh like that reminds me of thailand or oh i mm-hmm. saw that in thailand or mm. or in any um, of your travels um was that i was working with um a lot of refugees from myanmar and um some of them had stories of particularly my host family had um migrated to thailand um as refugees because they were um pushed basically pushed out of their land in Myanmar um, because there wasn't enough work and there wasn't enough um, like vegetation that they could where they could grow food to feed their family so they eventually had to end up migrating to Myanmar and I think overall just being in Thailand I was able to see um, a different way in which climate change has impacted um like global communities and um it was very visible like capitalism and um the third world how it's affected super disproportionate compared to developed countries so um definitely came back from thailand wanting to learn more about all of these things climate change globalization capitalism and how they all intersect um how much has like what you've learned um through like i'm gonna keep referencing like your new theme (laughs) um for your education this year or even what you learned in thailand like how much of that do you think is going to transcend into your future career because we're fourth years so yeah at this it's point so like close we're to gonna graduation. have to put our big girl pants on and like <laughs> go out into uh-huh. everyone says the real world so yeah. how much of that because i'm an es major so i feel like i'm all for it to dive into this world mm-hmm. but how much do you think that has impacted I, what you want to do with your career yeah i definitely this these past like two years i feel of college i've really been trying to change up my lifestyle a little bit and include more sustainable practices and being more eco-conscious um so i i definitely want to go into a career that is um that reflects that that reflects that and that has those values of sustainability Mm -hmm. and um lowering your um carbon footprint and um lowering your waste output so definitely um i i really want to continue with this path and hopefully with my degrees and the knowledge and these classes that i've taken i'm able to find a a job or even maybe grad school later on in life um where i can continue exploring these avenues of climate change and environmental um 
activism. Um, over summer, actually, you told me about this company that you met at Earth Day. Was it Earth Day? Um, I met them at Earth Day, but I also... Um, they were shown to me in a class because oh, I took yeah. a class called Greenworks mm-hmm. where um, basically she just showed us a bunch of... It was a lot of technology-based, um, but we had to do a project on companies, so I had to go to Earth Day to pick a company, but people who couldn't go to Earth Day picked a local company, and that's how I oh. learned of Appeal. They did a presentation on yeah. Appeal. Yeah, so Carla actually um, mentioned Appeal to me over summer in a class that we were taking. Super interesting class with uh, John Foran. Shout out to... Shout out to John. Shout out to John. Um, him and Professor um, Hilt- Ken Hiltner from the English department had a class. Shout out to Ken. Uh, shout great. out to Ken, yes, um, called What's Wrong with the World and How Do We Fix It? Um, and that was kind of a big catalyst for me. But backtracking a little, um, yeah, Peel. Carla, <laughs> Carla uh, told me about Appeal, and I, I straight up Googled them while I was sitting in class and um, looked up just like their mission and what they're all about and I was super interested in it since the beginning and um, I just really resonate with their mission and their um, vision to lowering waste and helping reduce um, food waste and we actually did um, part of our project in that class was on food waste and mm-hmm. um, I think that's just amazing that they're using plant-based materials to prevent food waste. Um, I think it's very needed and it's the future um, going forward and being plastic free. Yeah. So It's so crazy how I feel like 15 years ago all of these careers would have never been here. Mm-hmm. Like um, I think to us, it's really, like, I feel like it's normal, and I don't, like, I don't see myself having trouble. Like, I'm not going to say it's really easy, like, I'm going to have a million doors open up, like, yeah. it's going to take some work, but I do feel like I'm going to find a door for myself, or yeah. multiple doors in my life. And I definitely feel that environmental studies, and just, like, in general, um, climate change is the future. Like, mm-hmm. there are so many, like, unimaginable like opportunities, opportunities and that are and jobs that intersect with yeah, climate change. Intersect because everything intersects with climate change, and I think that um, with more people learning about this, more ideas are coming up, and more mm-hmm. more people are brainstorming yeah, like alternative and unconventional ways to move forward. I feel like Appeal is a very good example of that. Like, who would have thought that? Like you can use like it's so simple like you can use plant-based materials to preserve plants plants longer you know um and it's a genius idea but i feel like more ideas like that are gonna be coming up as this becomes well it is a crisis but as more people learn about About the the crisis crisis and um want to do something about it yeah but on the topic of like all these careers i know i've had difficulty with expressing um my interests as an undergraduate to my parents um we've had this conversation Mm -hmm. before where I just feel like um growing up they come like immigrate to this country and they have all these wants for themselves that um sadly like they couldn't get um and they just want the best for us but they think of these careers that they think are like these are the careers that like Mm -hmm. will make it or break it and they think 
doctor, uh, lawyer, engineer, like, and these are great careers. Like, um, don't get me wrong, like, not bashing any of the careers. But I also feel like, um, especially my parents have had, like, in maybe a doubt in what I could do with my degree and have expressed to me more of, at first I felt like it was disappointment, but mm-hmm. now I've learned that it's more fear because this is unknown to them. Like, they don't know about climate change. They don't really know about the environment, especially immigrating from countries where that's not your main focus. Yeah, like, your main mom, focus yeah. is getting food on the table. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. I feel like, especially as people of color, we... We, we don't we don't have those the privilege of um just focusing on going to mm-hmm. school and becoming a doctor. I feel like even even people of color who are going to school to become a doctor, they have to go through so many more obstacles mm-hmm. that other people don't have to go through. Like your intersectionality is definite. I feel like um not that I was bubbled when I was in high school, but maybe more, but I definitely feel like I felt my intersectionalities when I came to college to college yeah Yeah. it was like even then like appeal like that's amazing but i want to see more like women driven like latinx central american all of these companies sprouting up and i feel like just because i feel like as children of immigrants we really want to make our parents proud and i feel like i would hate for someone to not want to pursue an environmental career just because they feel like it's not going to make their parents proud Mm -hmm. and it's not that they're not proud about it. It's they came here and they just want to see us succeed. And it's something unknown yeah. to them, you know? It's something yeah. taboo. So I feel like the more we talk about it, the more yeah. people in our communities will know. And the more opportunities in this industry our communities will have. Yeah. And uncovering the, like, uncovering the unknown for them. Like, mm-hmm. that these topics matter. And same thing with sociology. Like... I feel like sociology for some people in college is perceived as like the easy major or like Mm -hmm. the backup major in case you like don't make it in your other major but I personally came in as a pre-sociology major and I've stuck with sociology because I think that they're very important topics and as a child of an immigrant and as a Latinx girl like I feel like these are topics that I need to learn about because these are topics that directly affect me. Yeah. And I need to know about it so that I can protect myself when I do graduate and when I do go into the mm. quote-unquote real world where I won't be as protected as I am yeah. in the university. So I need to know about the issues and the the systems that oppress me so that I can Definitely. defy them, you know? So that's really cool. Yeah, really um cool. so to segue out into <laughs> our further topics okay into, let's go into our climate journey so um is that what you wanted to bring up next yeah or? yeah we can totally talk about that um so our climate journey for you you so you said you um i came in i you, came in yes you came in as an es yeah. major um and then what what made you choose that major? What um I had what inspired always you for that? said that I wanted to be engineering from since I was little because hey like who doesn't engineer sounds great it sounds um, cool, and they yeah. are great you know mm-hmm. um I wanted to do civil engineering but since I was little I would I've always loved animals I've always loved outside I liked I loved playing with dirt I loved to play with the snails 
um, I was weird. I was talking to my mom over this Thanksgiving break how I got in trouble one time in kindergarten because I had roly polies in my front yard, and there's roly polies at school. So I bought a pencil box and would travel the roly polies because I wanted them to meet other roly polies. Yeah, that's um, so fun. Can I quick story? I had a similar thing, but mine was with ladybugs. There's so many ladybugs. We had a garden in my elementary school. This was in first grade. And we had a garden with ladybugs. And I would put the ladybugs in a water bottle. Like an empty water bottle with like holes in it. Mm-hmm. So I could take them home with me. <laughs> yeah, I but, feel like from a, from a child, I just had some kind... I used to... Like, I even loved watching like Animal Control. Like, let's save the dogs. Like, um all these shows but I never really thought about it I thought about being an animal control at one point um but I remember expressing it and not being told no but kind of being told that I had further potential and nothing there's nothing wrong with like those careers um but kind of being told like oh are you sure you want to do that just a little bit of second guessing myself so that's when I um said I was going to be an engineer and I applied to all the schools for engineering except this one. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't have civil, so I just kind of like scrolled through, um, and I saw, so I I saw ES and I saw linguistics. So I remember I applied for both of those. Like mm-hmm. I I put those as both of my options, even though I didn't know what the hell linguistics was, and I still kind of don't. <laughs> um, and I was like ES environment like. I kind of Googled it. I thought it looked cool, you know? Because I didn't think I was going to go here. But I ended up here. Here we are, about to graduate. (laughs) And then what would you say has been, maybe, like, let's talk about what are the classes that you've taken here at UCSB in the ES department that Mm -hmm. have really impacted you and your climate journey and your climate activism? Um, First of all, I want to say that the Environmental Studies Department here is amazing. I've feel like coming in here I was really hard I've never felt by any professor in the department that I couldn't do it or that I didn't I've, I've never felt from the I felt from other departments that I had to take like you know prerequisites and stuff but I've never felt like it was a lot in the sense of sometimes like like I feel like they're approachable and they're nice and I feel like they actually care about me because I've had mm-hmm. taken other classes where I really feel like the professor is kind of like, this is my job. I'm here to do what I have to do. And whatever happens to you, happens to you. Like, I, I had a class where I don't want to say what class and stuff, but where the professor said to look around. And he was like, look at two other people in the class. Only one of you is going to pass this class. Like, I've never felt anything like that yeah. from the environmental studies department. Very disconnected. Um, there is one lecturer that um, kind of changed a lot of things for me. His name is Quentin G. The first class I ever took with him was 106, which is critical thinking. Um, And that's where I really got kind of like, I think slapped in the face. Um, We started talking about, because to me, like, okay, like forever, climate change exists. But it's really difficult for me. It used to be difficult for me to understand why people didn't didn't believe that. Mm -hmm. Um, But in that class, we kind of broke that down. Um, and I was going through a weird period at the time where, like, I didn't know if I wanted to go to school here. My mental health was not there. I wanted to drop out. I didn't know how to tell my parents I wanted to drop out. I didn't know how to ask my parents for help. Our relationship wasn't the best. So I took that class, and it just kind of 
opened my eyes a little bit and he kind of um, started talking about different career paths and he was just like just go on the limb um, and then that same after that class I kind of felt better about like what I was doing and then that summer that spring I got a random email from a company called bioma mm-hmm. that wanted to um so grad student that went to the brand school wanted to take people to costa rica which was like um that's where he was born and raised and he just wanted to teach people about turtles um and that's what he does so then i he was like this is the first year i'm trying to start this program i don't know how it's gonna go but, like i need people i kind of mm-hmm. want to recruit people were you one of the yeah in that first cohort mm-hmm. that yeah went? we were like the guinea pigs wow um so i just literally went and i signed up and i remember it being a lot of well it was it was twelve hundred dollars and i remember that's a lot of money that is a lot of money but i remember kind of feeling like i really want to go and i feel like my parents started to feel like i was in some kind of funk mm-hmm. with some other personal things that were going on in our family um and i almost didn't go and again like i feel like i from them i felt very supported as well they came from like the environmental studies department ish like he went to the Brent school. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I called and said I wasn't going, and they kind of talked me back into it and were saying that if it was money, they would help me out or they would um, see what they could do. If it was time, like, we, they could put me on. Like, they, we just literally figured it out. My parents were kind of like, you worked all summer, just go. I went. I was really scared. I didn't know what I was doing. I thought I was dropping out of school after. I didn't think I was going to go back to fall. I went to Costa Rica, and I literally fell in love with the turtles like I fell in love with the turtles with the people what people were doing mm-hmm. um and just the the activism with climate change and how just how people were reacting yeah. I don't know I just fell in love with the whole thing like to this day like I will sit here and talk about it <laughs> the I think whole Costa Rica is an amazing place for definitely and they're doing a stuff. lot of good environmental yeah. things like their whole country and they said 2035 they're going to be all on renewables yeah they like, are all i feel like the whole country is very aware and very well be, partly because it is a country that is has a lot heavily, of diversity yeah and it's heavily impacted by climate no, change no definitely so costa rica i feel like definitely like changed it for me mm-hmm. because i felt like after my first year like school was really hard i felt really dumb i didn't i just didn't feel like like it was for me and I just didn't know what I was doing and then I went to Costa Rica and was kind of like excelling in all the hands-on research and all of these things and I that's the first time I thought I could go to grad school I was working with a grad student um she was really nice and she was just doing all these things and I could finally see myself in academia like I kind of felt so lost and I just didn't feel like I fit in academia and then I've went to Costa Rica and realized that academia is like whatever I wanted it to be and I from then on mm-hmm. have hands on research make is it just, your own is just my thing and um something that I think is really interesting with your degrees is your um your emphasis oh yeah on um unconventional um, yeah I'm creating I'm so I couldn't find an emphasis I felt like was for me so I'm doing non-traditional interactions with the environment mm-hmm. so um I took a film class so a lot of people don't realize like the impact you have on the impact like film has on you and like you can just see a shot um in a movie and you're like wow that's so pretty you know um that i took um the greenworks class i took education classes i took in 
um, environmental education class, how to teach about the environment. Um, with John's class, I feel like that was more of like it, um, an activism, like outreach kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So just, um, I feel like a lot of people think that interacting with the environment is like I'm gonna go chain myself to a tree. Yeah, and, like, go hug a tree and no like there's just we interact with it yeah, in so many, different, so many ways. different ways and i just feel like i just wanted to develop that and like further analyze that with my emphasis mm-hmm. awesome so how about you what's your For climate me, journey been i so the talk on climate change and global warming like of course I've always um known about it and believed it was true like I have no doubt that it was true but I never really felt it like on a personal level like Mm -hmm. I it just didn't resonate with me until that summer class that we took together this last summer like um what about what I think it was um I think it was the read like some of the readings that we had and like um just learning about how it's um like when you talked about deep ecology and how like the environment is often seen as something separate from humans Mm -hmm. and with that class I really felt like um like I was discovering how humans are not separate from the environment we're just part of it and we have to learn to respect it and to value our resources that we have and know that the the planet is alive and we've slowly been killing it like um humans have dominated the world and I feel like that class really showed me like how like the different ways in which humans have dominated the world with like fossil fuels and capitalism and like all this stuff um and agriculture um so I think just like um being in that class helped me see helped me see my helped me realize that I'm just a part of nature Um, like yeah with that class I feel like um I just was hooked and um, for fall quarter, that was over summer and fall quarter, um, there's all all these different classes on the environment and they were all within sociology and global studies. So I just took those classes and they all fulfilled my requirements as well. So it was a double win. And um, yeah, we took another, we're both in another class with John now. Mm -hmm. And and then this opportunity to join EcoVista and um, start our own project of our own um, was really amazing and just to think that it just like all goes back to that summer class is really cool mm-hmm. so um, okay yeah. so let's talk a little bit about that um, a little about a little bit about EcoVista and basically how this podcast came to be because um, yeah. we know that we we started working together because of the summer class mm-hmm. like we had mutual friends like we knew each other yeah but I think that summer class kind of created like a bond yeah like i feel like people in john's class like they know us as carla and miriam yeah. now like yeah. john, john the, like the other day how john was like oh is miriam here <laughs> like i feel like he always sees us together so we're like like a like a, little duo. a duo team um so eco vista yeah so eco vista um i really didn't know what 
I was go- getting myself into with yeah, EcoVistor. Like, I had heard about it before, and I kind of knew, like, the message behind it, but I I never really did it. I didn't know much about it. So I just went in there with an open mind and an open heart and took it as it was, and it was really a great space for um, like-minded people to... Um, just share ideas and projects mm-hmm. and brainstorm ways in which we can make Isla Vista a more sustainable, more renewable place. Um, so it was really cool. Um, and then I kind of just joined you and um, the idea that TT had over mm-hmm. summer with the gardens. Yeah. And then we took it from there. Um, I don't know what yeah um I feel like I was also having a thought the other day on how I think privileged we are that a lot of things lined up for us that we can go to Eco Vista meetings or just our general body meetings and that space and you kind of have like kind of it feels kind of like su- like a support system where you guys all kind of have similar goals and ideas and like I feel like like if I was sad about how our project was going and we someone would be like okay but like you got this or you know like yeah to have a, just a, a support pe- system a support system of everyone trying to help with all the different mm-hmm. or even like when we had that event when we had that share shop when um he had that share yeah, shop the share shop that we just showed up and we're just there and like hanging yeah. out like trying to get people to come i just i feel like it's really um really think- unique that we're in a we're in a space and we kind of developed a little community where we all want similar things and we can all just back each other because it could be a lot like to be and to take on a whole project on your own i think is a lot so having that support system is really important Mm -hmm. and i feel like overall like the whole like the overall message that eco vista gives me is community and building community um and just bringing people closer um building friendships and relationships with your neighbors and um so yeah it's been a great space and the project that we were working on is um we had this idea of um building an um a a community garden at the new community center in isla vista right across from 7-eleven um and there's a plot of land there that is not being used so uh, we thought it would be a great idea to have um, some raised beds there um, and have it as a community garden where we can uh, plant edible foods and it could be a space where um, everyone including long-term residents and students and people who go to SBCC like every and everyone and anyone who lives in Isla Vista can use this space and um help grow the grow their own mm-hmm. food you know um and it's right in the middle of IV it's so in the heart of it's IV. in the heart of it's IV it's the most ideal place yeah exactly it's the perfect place to have a community garden we have a lot of community gardens yeah um around Isla Vista um, a lot of them are on the edible campus program we have at UCSB mm-hmm. actually has a really cute map with all of them there. Yeah. But I think what we found so appealing was that, um, like, I tell, I could tell someone, like, oh, the community garden. And a lot of them know, like, the one that's at the Methodist church. But I feel mm-hmm. like there's the Sueño Orchard. There's just so many of them 
um, that I feel like if you don't live on that street, you're never going to go there. Exactly. Unless you don't live there, you're walking by because you were going to a party or... Yeah. So they, and I they're, like I feel like they're, beautiful. they're everywhere, which is good because they're, they're scattered around IV, so they're accessible to certain people, but just having it in the middle of IV, I think. Like, everybody walks by. Everybody walks I by there. I feel like there. it would just kind of be like, um, if we infiltrate the heart of IV, maybe we could get the body. Exactly. If that makes sense, like. It, and it could be, like, a very unifying. Yeah, and the community centers is, you know, that's what they want there. They want people to have their meetings. They want people to go there. They mm-hmm. want people to have events. So I just feel like it would just, goes with the overall theme, you know? Mm-hmm. And then um, another thing that was really cool with this um, is that within the IV Community Center, they are trying, there's this idea going around that they want to have, a, like, a community kitchen there um, yeah. that could potentially have, like, workshops to teach um, students and just anyone who's part of the community how to cook and make basic meals out of Yeah, and sustainably, you know. Food, yeah, sustainably. We also so, talked about um, getting compost on there because we do have a, a different um like composting ways you can compost in IV mm-hmm. um but I do feel like there is a, a lot of bis- oops I shouldn't make that noise <laughs> there's a lot of businesses there and I feel like maybe having it at the heart would want pe- more people to compost you know like having it there they could see it I feel like maybe it would spark people's curiosity they're walking by because mm-hmm. we have our meetings right across the street and exactly. random people will just stop and be like hey what are you guys doing yeah and also, um, th- there is a, a project going on with um, picking up people's compost from their houses. And yeah. I, that wait list is the surf riders super, are actually doing yeah, this. the surf riders, um, that wait list is super long. Um, so I feel like this could be a good place that people who are on that wait list could have more access to composting. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, that's definitely in our long-term goals of um, what we want to do, but let's talk a little bit about um, just our process of getting this project started and mm-hmm. um, how, how yeah. it's gone. So um, in the summer, we did ours on just basically turning art and uh, turning trash, trash into, into art. art. Um, and there was another person in our class. Her name was Titi. She is not here yet, but for next podcast, she will be she'll be joining us as another co-host. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was just more trying to educate herself um, and us about the community gardens, trying to see how that system works, trying to see what she can do um, to improve it. Um, and with that, we just talked um, we just all together collectively talked and brainstormed. And then we thought of the idea of putting community garden there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then um, she also had connections to some um, local people who have experience in building mm-hmm. gardens and gardening, Compost. composting. So we're planning on, um, in the future, using those resources to get this project off the ground. Um, so that's basically where the idea sparked. And then um, come fall quarter in the EcoVista space, we, Carla and I, um, decided to continue that um, idea and try to get this on the ground, try to get raised beds in that space. Um, So... Um, at one of our meetings, there was a our very first our meeting. very first ecovista. There was a general meeting, correct? Yeah. Um, there was someone there who um, liked our idea and 
was very enthusiastic enthusiastic about it mm-hmm. in the beginning um, and really approached us and said they would help us um, and I'm sure they still will um, but it kind of um, there's a little bit of miscommunication so it kind of backtracked us a little bit yeah. um, and so now we're trying to find a way to get um, permission to use that land to actually get building so that's yeah. um, where we're at right now um, yeah it was definitely um so we in the beginning we were like we were prepared to have to do a b c d e mm-hmm. um this member of the community said they had some jurisdiction of the land and work more of like let's get this done so we thought we could go from a to like maybe d <laughs> you know and just have like e and f and maybe yeah. you know g um we thought we were skipping some steps but uh, that yeah was... so we really didn't plan for those steps either um because we were in communication me you me you obviously in the class tt was not here this quarter but we would call her on the phone try to keep her up to date um we were getting uh basically we had um a schedule done yeah we, we had conference call we had with conference her calls we were just getting the ball rolling without those extra things that we thought we didn't need so mm-hmm. when we were told that actually you this, need you can't just start building we were told that that we were basically given the thumbs up but the thumbs up wasn't given by someone who actually could, had jurisdiction to yeah. let us do them. <laughs> it's a little complicated but yeah. um we um, don't want to point any fingers because it was it was a miscommunication on was both definitely on both sides nice, yes. and i think our our naive enthusiasm and yeah um we were very excited to get it started and we didn't really i feel we didn't um th- i guess think it through we were our excitement took over our yeah reason reasoning definitely. so yeah. i definitely was very upset at first um because we went in with the okay um it's time to plan out what's gonna look like. We're gonna build at this time, and we're gonna have our grand opening this time. That's definitely my mentality <laughs> that I went to a meeting and was uh, walked out with a completely different as- different outcome than I wanted. Yeah, and I definitely feel like we were very upset that day. Yeah, but I I think it was um, a wake up call for no, us. No, definitely. Um, to explore these relationships of power a little bit more and understand where other members are coming from no, too. Definitely. So, um, because if no, not um, if someone that's listening is not familiar with Isla Vista, we're located, um. Uh, by Santa Barbara, technically Galita. Yeah. Um, a small. It's a it's a small college town. town. Like it's very small. like a mile square a square mile something, something like, that. like that. It's very small but very dense, very mm-hmm. populated with students and longtime um, residents. Yeah, and there's been a lot of things that have gone on over the years. Like, um, um, we're known for being a party school. So with that. There comes comes a lot of stereotypes, a lot of a lot of people from other schools, other schools coming coming in, in and and there's been a lot of there in the past, not so much anymore. I feel like the waters have really calmed down, but in the past there there was some riots, um, some riots, some tear gas, some burning 
couches. <laughs> that happened a year ago. Yeah. But that's a different story. But there's just a lot, and um, we're only here for, like, four to five years. Some people stay longer. Yeah. But I could see how this is their forever home, and they're being protected yeah, over the forever definitely home. So, at first, I was upset, but now I feel like I'm more understanding on why there's they want more steps and they want more uh-huh they want more documentation and they want more us to be more prepared and they really want like a proposal because like they're here forever and they're being more protective yeah and we can't just come in as university students being here yeah. only four years trying to change something in the community that's gonna last for i also feel like ever, i'm you know, glad that not forever but we they kind of halted us because i feel like i've also learned so much more that I feel like I want to do. Like, for example, um, and we have someone part of the indigenous community in our class, and she mentioned something. She said one time that, um, it just, she said, because in John's class, he allows us to, like, freely speak um, whenever, not whenever we'd like, but, you know, like, you can raise your hand so you have something to say. Mm -hmm. Um, And she said that she feels like with all of these um, changes to the environment, even if they're positive, we should have the indigenous community part of the conversation. So I feel like when she said that, I definitely feel like going forward, I think it would be great if we could get someone on there. We could do our best. Yeah, and and even just bringing them into the conversation and including them and acknowledging that this isn't... That this was Chumash. Yeah, this is Chumash land land and stolen land. Um, As much as the university wants to claim it and the state wants to claim it, it is stolen land and it needs to be acknowledged. So currently, we are coming to the end of fall quarter and this is really what we've been doing and talking about. um, A lot of good conversations. Yeah, reflecting on this past quarter. um, And although we did have some bumps and some backtracks, I think that now we are a little bit more informed and prepared going into spring quarter yeah we have need a new plan of action yeah but i feel like that's a good thing yeah a stronger plan of action definitely and hopefully um things plan out a little bit better in in the winter quarter and um hopefully by the end of spring we we can have a proposal to present um in winter quarter to a board or someone who can give us permit permission to use yes. the land to create this yeah, but there's um, also been a lot of support um like for example as we walked out of that meeting it was i feel like it wasn't all negative there's a bunch of people that were like okay well now like just present this to the board just have a clear vision mm-hmm. just you know like um i definitely like this isn't the end it's yeah definitely no it's just um a, a big rock that we're walking around. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's just, maybe to close up, just talk a little bit about our long-term goals or visions that we had with this project mm-hmm. um, and our hopes for um, yeah. what it'll be once we graduate. at the Because yeah. we're graduating at the end of this year, two more Yikes. quarters. So uh, maybe let's just talk a little bit about what we hope to see at the end of spring quarter. Um, so definitely, like, the garden would be... A garden or a process would be amazing. Mm-hmm. But I feel like a 
big thing about it that I felt like what made everyone passionate about it was we wanted to include long-term residents, especially people in marginalized communities. There's a lot of um, people in the Latinx community in Isla Vista that work for the university and are paying really high. They're not getting paid enough to live here. To live here. To survive. Yeah, they're not. So I feel like... and um because this is a party school and like I'm not gonna lie we are densely populated there is a lot of recycling available so um you could see people all the time after the weekend like collecting cans mm-hmm. and stuff like people even know to like um leave them outside um they're known to be called the can fairies I guess mm. oh that's cute um <laughs> yeah um but we wanted to include those people that maybe would love to garden and wanted you know could use the money um, they're going to be paid. They're doing something they love. It's mm-hmm. environmentally friendly. We could teach yeah, them new skills. Exactly. And they're and long-term residents. And like, it's, something that's, it um, it's something that's bringing them, that's like bridging the gap between the long-term yes. residents and the students, I feel. And I feel like that's, I feel like it's just, there's been so much tension mm-hmm. between. I think it would just be amazing to bridge that gap and also like help out our community, you know, like, and people that have the similar intersections as us you know Mm -hmm. yeah and give them that space to um to be seen no yeah definitely to be part of the community but also we out of um like this constant like brainstorm over the over this fall quarter i feel like we got a lot of amazing ideas we met a lot of amazing people Mm -hmm. um like out of this project like i feel like a lot of branches came out like this podcast like exactly who would have thought we would be doing a podcast (laughs) yeah and with this podcast um we're gonna continue it into winter quarter hopefully we'll have a schedule um i don't know how often we'll be recording but hopefully more often than not and we're trying to bring special guests yes people are excited we want to hopefully John will be a guest yeah. of honor. Michael would be great. Yes. Jessica. There's we, we have a lineup. We have a lineup of people in mind that we want to invite to come on this platform and share Definitely. their knowledge, their history, their experience, yes. everything. So um, because that's basically this is ultimately what it is. We just want people like us to be more educated on this topic. We want to share our privilege that we're lucky enough to be here mm-hmm. and everything we can learn basically we're gonna word vomit into a podcast exactly um excuses if we've <laughs> ranted a little bit but i think all of these, these yeah it's been a long quarter and these are all very important topics that have come up in our lives yeah, and that um i think needed a space to be let out into the world yeah. and i think, that, I think that's what this podcast to, is for us to express ourselves and maybe we'll be able maybe this conversation will spark someone else that's like us to do something Mm -hmm. i hope you have enjoyed this conversation and will join us for our next talk coming to you in early 2020 (laughs) peace out see you in another decade